Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we are here, and we are doing life together. And as always, we're really glad that you've joined us. Most definitely. As always, it's good to be here. And today, we're talking about something that everyone has probably experienced in their lives, and that is a toxic person. So I ran across this really great article, Chris, in Forbes magazine, and it was all about toxic people. Mm. And I started reading through it, and I thought, wow, this would really make a good topic for our show. So right. have you run into a few toxic people in your lifetime? Yeah, they're a little hard to, <laughs> to get around at times. Yes, uh, some friends, some people I grew up with who never grew out of that, they're still that way. Well, I was thinking about it, you know, like, what is a toxic person? I was thinking about, do mm. I, if I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking... Maybe there's somebody that you've been friends with for years, and they've always been kind of prickly and kind right. of difficult, mm-hmm. but now you're noticing that they're beginning to be really critical, not only of you, but other people, kind of louder than ever, and maybe they are directing it at you. Also, you know this person as well. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not naming names. Right. Well, what about the coworker who's a show-off at work and always dismisses your suggestions and ideas, that type of thing. And now he's actively putting you down to anyone who will listen. He's bad-mouthing you. I think, I think we can all think maybe in all the places we've worked, we've had a person like that. Mm-hmm. Or what about the partner who says just really mean things to you? I've heard right. a lot of complaints in therapy about this one. And, you know, if you try to object or you try to kind of fight back, mm-hmm. he always says, oh, you're too sensitive or right. sort of puts up a wall and just refuses to talk mm-hmm. to you. Definitely. And then there's the parent who is just way too critical, uh, no matter what. How should you react? So I've treated a lot of families where this is the case. And the adult kids, a lot of times, are the ones who are calling me and trying (laughs) to set up an appointment because of that critical parent that you just talked about. Mm. And, you know, they're trying to make excuses not to be with their parents, but they're really (laughs) struggling with what do we do? How do we handle this? And in the one case I'm thinking of, the mom was completely, completely unaware of the negative impact that she was having on her kids. And she was actually blaming them. So they were really, really kind of frustrated with what Mm -hmm. do we do with this? So, you know, a toxic person is someone who just really defies logic. And this is that person, when I think about it, it's that person who pushes my buttons Mm. and just creates chaos around me. And usually the end result of a relationship like that is strife and just bad feelings. Are there signs to recognize in a toxic person? I mean, like the drama that they create in the relationship? Well, think about it. When you think of a toxic person, I mean, what comes to mind when you're thinking about those people? Sort of what you mentioned earlier about they, they just look for ways to, to anger you. Yeah, and the drama. The right. drama is a big one to me. The, the criticism, sort of the manipulation. Mm-hmm. Does anything else come to your mind? blame you for things that may not yeah. necessarily be your fault. And I think the arrogance, I've heard mm. that so many times, sort of a condescension, that kind of an attitude. Here's what I would say to you. I'd say, okay, ask yourself these questions. Do I feel drained by this person right now? Even when I'm thinking about them, <laughs> do I feel drained by that person and think, oh, I don't want to be with that person? Right. Yeah. Or you can ask yourself, am I walking on eggshells? Am I afraid of what I'm going to say, what I'm mm. going to do, that the person's maybe going to erupt? Right. And then the third question I might ask is, am I so caught up with that person that I'm just not listening to my own values and I'm ignoring sort of my own ideas and my own voice? Wow, that's amazing. First of all, does a toxic person see it? And second, are they willing to get help? 
So usually not. <laughs> so that's the problem. So we're off to a great start there. Yeah, we're, that's why we're talking about this, though, because the person who is toxic a lot of times does not recognize that they're having a problem. But I think the thing is, you really have to listen to your gut in this. And if you're having those feelings, those questions that I just asked you, and you're having those feelings, then pay attention to that in your gut because the person a lot of times is rationalizing their behavior. They're kind of telling you that it's your fault, and it's yeah. really affecting your relationship. Well, now, this may come as no surprise to the listeners, Dr. Lena, but I'm not a health professional. <laughs> it's okay. You're <laughs> but, a co-host. <laughs> right. but, but it seems to me that toxic people are, are angry underneath all of the drama they create. I think that that's true in terms of what we experience. You know, wouldn't you say when you mm-hmm. walk away from somebody like that, you think, wow, they're so angry right. or yes. they're, what's wrong with them? Why are they so worked up about things? Mm-hmm. And you always have that feeling that you have to watch your back with somebody right. like that and that they're out to do some kind of damage in the situation or in the relationship. So I really think that anger is a cover up for some deeper feelings of like hurt and wounding that the person has. So I think what you're seeing is a person who has deep insecurities, maybe fears of abandonment or heavy, heavy disappointment. I'm not saying that makes it okay, Mm -hmm. but I think part of it is we see the anger and behind the anger is probably a lot more of these insecurities that are not being spoken. And unfortunately, understanding it doesn't always make it easier to deal with, but maybe it will. Maybe if you have some understanding, you can have a little bit more compassion for the person. I think the most difficult part of dealing with a toxic person is when conflict comes up. You talk about this in your book, We Need to Talk, about how toxic people see you as the conflict and as the problem, uh, not necessarily the issue that's causing the conflict. And I think that's the hardest part of it, Chris, is that you're trying to deal with an issue And you want to stay focused on that issue. Mm -hmm. And the toxic person is trying to make you the problem. And so the real key here is to stay focused on the issue and not, you know, be triggered into all this Mm -hmm. other stuff that they're trying to do. It's hard to do when you're being attacked. Yeah. (laughs) Because ignoring the personal insults and responding only to the issue at hand. Yeah. So that's the hard part. So they're baiting you. Mm a lot of times and they're trying to get you to respond so that they can they can criticize and they can blame and they're using that they are attacking you and then when you you do get angry now you're the bad person for being angry (laughs) and that doesn't help because that escalates in the conflict so you can't get angry back at that and Mm. that is the hardest part so you can sit there and kind of go okay I'm going to try to listen to this, to not be sucked into this. One of the things I I tell people is that a toxic person doesn't live to fight another day. They live to fight. So Mm, that's a big difference. So, you know, you have to be able to stand your ground on the issue and not be distracted by all of that drama. But if they aren't trying to solve the problem... They just complain about it and and blame you and other people around them. How do you handle this? Well, it's kind of what we were saying. The complainer and the the criticizer, they want you to join their pity party, right? Right. So they want you to get in there and just create all this emotional drama. They don't want to solve it. Mm -hmm. So often we think we've got to listen to them and we've got to try to understand them. Or maybe we'll come across as rude or callous in that relationship. But there's really a fine line between being sympathetic to the person and then getting sucked into all that negative emotional Mm. spiraling with them. So you really got to set limits. I don't know. If someone was complaining, I would probably just sit there and listen. Think of it this way. Okay. If the complainer were smoking, 
Mm-hmm. Would you sit there all afternoon inhaling the secondhand smoke? I'd rather not. Okay, <laughs> so no, you wouldn't. You'd distance yourself, mm-hmm. and you should do the same thing with complainers. Right. So a great way to set limits is to ask the complainer, well, you know, how do you intend to fix this problem? Mm-hmm. And so they're either going to quiet down when you do that, or they're right. going to change the conversation. Well, wow. okay, one more thing before we go to the break. One of the reasons toxic people are so difficult is because their behavior is so irrational. Their behavior often goes against reason. I think the more irrational off-base someone is, it should be easier for us to recognize that that's a toxic person Mm. and maybe remove ourselves from their traps. I know what you mean, though, because sometimes we just want to beat them at their own game, don't we? We're kind of like, I'm going to get them to see (laughs) the truth here, and we think we can get them to see the light, but honestly, that doesn't work. I worked with a couple. I was thinking about this. He was really toxic, and the wife just kept trying to get him to see how irrational his behavior was towards her. Mm. And so she would just talk and explain, and it never worked. So what I ended up doing with her is I said, you just got to rise above it and just really stick to the facts. Again, I, I get the idea, but when someone is saying things that make no sense and they use them to, to blame you, that's hard. I know. It really is. But have you ever done a science project at school? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So we can all kind of think about that, right? right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to suggest that you approach the interaction with that person like you're doing a science project. Or what was that dragnet show back in the day where it was just the facts, Just the facts, ma'am, right. Yeah. So you're going to have to just go with the facts. And the, the key, again, is not to react to all that emotional drama that they're trying to stir up. you got to stay focused on the issue mm. and rise above the drama and not get sucked into it. Okay. Well, right now I am focused on the issue concerning that we need to take a break. <laughs> so stay with us. More on how to deal with toxic people when we return. Did you know you have a conflict style? Everybody does. Are you a conflict avoider? Maybe you don't avoid, but instead react intensely. Or perhaps you are a great negotiator. Dr. Linda Mento offers a free conflict quiz when you visit her website, www.drlindahelps.com. Click on the picture of her latest book, We Need to Talk. Then have a friend or your partner take the quiz, too, and see if you can navigate conflict successfully. To take the conflict style quiz, click on the cover of Dr. Linda's latest book at drlindahelps.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Today's topic is dealing with toxic people, and we've got a lot more to talk about and more helpful strategies. But before we move on, I want to remind you to check out Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. There you will find her blogs, books, and you can connect on social media as well. An easy way to know what she's writing about each day is to follow her on Twitter at Dr. Linda Helps. And if you need more on today's topic, get her book, We Need to Talk. There's an entire chapter dedicated to dealing with difficult and toxic people. And one of the things I really like about your writing, Dr. Linda, is that there's always practical help. Well, and we all have toxic people in our lives, so most of us could use a little help, right? Right. I have to remind myself of these strategies when I'm dealing with a toxic person. (laughs) So thanks for mentioning the book, We Need to Talk, because I really think that could help people. Conflict with a toxic person is really difficult to deal with. So when you experience conflict, you say to yourself, what would Dr. Linda say? And then (laughs) pick up the book. I actually have gone back to that chapter a few times, and I've reminded myself of the strategies, like with the one we talked about, like just Focus on the facts. Exactly. And before the break, you told us to stay focused only on the facts when a toxic person is trying to stir up conflict. 
I need to know more about that. So the first thing about that is we have to be aware of our emotions. And we're trying to think, okay, what's that toxic person trying to do? And so if you know ahead of time, like we talked about, that they're really more trying to get me emotional mm. rather than trying to solve the problem. Right. If you're not aware of that, you really it's really hard to stop somebody from pushing your buttons, mm. right? So <laughs> yes. if you get aware of that and you recognize that, oh, this is what's happening – and that I'm going to find myself in those situations. So what I try to do then is try to kind of regroup and choose the best way forward. So I think, okay, I've got to regroup. I've got to go back to the facts. What is it I want to do? What is it I'm trying to accomplish here? And, you know, don't be afraid to buy yourself some more time if you think I need more time to think about this and I've got to regroup. Maybe even just take a time out right. and walk away for a little bit. So think of it this way. If you, Chris, were, you came across a mentally unstable person mm-hmm. and that person approached you on the street and they said, hey, Chris, I'm Steve Jobs. Huh. <laughs> You're not going to try to talk him out of it, are you? Uh, no. Would you? Would you no. go over to that person and say, wait a minute, buddy. Right. You're no. Not, you're not Steve Jobs, pal. Yeah. No. So when you find yourself with a toxic person, you know, it's sometimes best just to smile and kind of keep walking and or just keep listening to them and not try to talk them out of that. It, it sounds like having good boundaries, which we talk about a lot on this program, uh, is, is important with, in dealing with a toxic person. Well, you know, we, we talk about relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So boundaries comes up all the time. I heard somebody wrote a book about that once. Yeah, I've got a copy. <laughs> <laughs> because boundaries are so, so important when we're dealing with people, but really they become important when we're dealing with toxic people. You know what he named the book? Boundaries. Boundaries. Right. <laughs> <laughs> let's go over some steps to help maintain uh, better boundaries. Okay, so let, let's think about this first. Toxic people want to take advantage of people who don't have good boundaries. Right. All right, so first of all, you got to say, ooh, I got to have them. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that idea in your mind that you've got to have them. So pay attention to what you're feeling at the time of a problem and think, what do I need? So, for example, think, hmm, I'm feeling really uncomfortable here mm-hmm. and I need to stop this conversation. So then the next thing would be to give yourself permission to be firm. One of the things I've noticed about a lot of people, especially Christian people, is they seem to feel guilty if they establish a healthy boundary. So taking care of yourself is really important. So if you're feeling really uncomfortable and things are feeling like they're getting out of hand, learn to say no, and that does not make you a bad person. See, I think this is an area where we sell ourselves short. And we think because we work or live with someone that we have no control over the chaos. Yeah, and that's that's really true. I I think once we've found our way to keep using that phrase, rise above the toxic person, you'll begin to find that, you know, their behavior is kind of predictable and you're beginning to understand it, that it's really not the conflict, it's the drama. Mm. And so then you can think rationally about when and where you have to put up that boundary when you don't. So, for example, if that toxic person was your coworker and you have to work on some kind of a project with that person, well, you have to work on the project, right? Yes. So you can work on it. You can be very focused on the project. And maybe you get along better with all the other team members. That's fine. Just do the project, stick to the task, and then move on. You can establish a boundary, but you'll have to do it consciously. You'll have to do it proactively with difficult people. Mm. If you just kind of let things happen naturally, you're bound to find yourself really in a difficult place and a lot of times in a difficult conversation with somebody. If you set those boundaries and you decide when and where you're going to engage with that difficult person, 
you know, you can control much of that chaos. I know sometimes people don't believe that, but you really can't. So the only trick, again, we're going to say this over and over, is to stick to your guns, keep those boundaries in place when the person tries to encroach upon them, which, by the way, they will. They will. That's right. How about this strategy? Just walk away from the toxic person when they start their drama. I think at the end of the day, you might have to do that with some of your relationships. Cutting people out of your life sometimes can be, though, difficult and it can be painful, especially if those people are your your family members. So I'm not going to advocate cutting family members out of our life. But let's say this is a friendship and you've tried and the person just continues to remain problematic and they're messing with your self-esteem, they're Mm -hmm. messing with your finances, your emotional balance in your life and all your other relationship, if the toll is too high, it may be time to plan your exit. Let's go back to the family members thing. Uh, You can't just walk out of their lives. Yeah, I'm glad you emphasized that because I'm not saying that you should cut those people out. Mm -hmm. With those people, I suggest you go to a therapist and you do everything you can to make changes. Family should do that, too. It's not just with marriages, but family members. I know it's hard. A lot of people are listening going, that difficult person won't come to a family therapy. But right. ask, try, because they're going to need time to work through that. You're going to need some new strategies. And this is real different than just cutting out a friend who's toxic or a business associate that you don't have to deal with. So when the toxic member is a family member, it may be possible to encourage that person to get into therapy. And that often is needed when the issues are so difficult. It seems like with toxic friends and coworkers that we spend so much of our time and energy thinking about how crazy and difficult they are. Yeah, I know when you think about it, you're really giving that person a lot of power, aren't you? Right. Giving them a lot of influence Mm -hmm. in your life. So quit thinking about how difficult they are and instead focus on how you're going to handle that person. That's controlling your reaction, Mm -hmm. reducing the stress that you experience with interacting with them. Don't give them that kind of power. And when you think about it, the the negativity of a toxic person, uh, we tend to absorb that. Yeah, over time. So your your self-talk should be more about positive things like, I can manage this person, I can deal with this situation, I can set boundaries, or I can even walk away if I need to. And then find positive people that you can be with during your daytimes to kind of balance that toxic person. Well, it's much more fun to be around a positive person than a toxic person. So find those people. Right. Well, there's still more to come on dealing with toxic people, so stay with us here as we take a short break on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. From the moment we're born, we're in relationship. At first, we depend on others to take care of us, to meet all of our needs. Then as we grow older, we make friends, we meet school teachers, later a boss at work and a spouse at home. Every relationship is important. Every relationship requires cultivation and nurturing. And at some point or another, every relationship has its challenges and they revolve around conflict. Did you know that you can grow through conflict and become such a healthier you than you ever expected? Well, I want to help you look at conflict in new ways, to approach conflict in ways that work. My book, We Need to Talk, can help you become a better problem solver, learn to negotiate differences, and strengthen all relationships even when conflict seems destructive. Well, let's face it, conflict is an unavoidable part of our everyday life. But conflict doesn't have to overwhelm you or destroy your relationships. We Need to Talk, an important book by Dr. Linda Mental, is written to help you successfully navigate conflict. Find We Need to Talk wherever you buy books online. 
This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and let me remind you to check out Dr. Linda's books and blogs. Just go to her website, drlindamental.com, and follow her on social media. Well, let's get back to today's topic, Dr. Linda. It's dealing with toxic people. And why is dealing with toxic people so difficult, even when we have these strategies in place? It is difficult. I think we're just going to keep saying that, right? So we have yes. a lot of empathy for all of us who are dealing with a difficult person in our life. I think the most difficult thing is there's their unwillingness, don't you, mm. to take responsibility right. for their actions? Exactly. That's the hard part. Uh, this means they're going to project on you and blame on you. And mm. so if you have to spend any time at all with a toxic person, we're really talking about what are we dealing with? What are we, you know, what are we having to, why is this so tough? Well, it's tough because you have to put on those boundaries like we talked about. And then if they don't respect those boundaries, you're probably going to have to build a wall. Now, Chris, I'm mm. not talking about the one our president's talking right. about, right? <laughs> not that kind of a wall. You're going to have to build a wall of protection in some ways emotionally mm. if things get too bad. Why do you think that we tolerate uh, people who are toxic in our friendships? That's the one thing that we can control the most. If you tolerate friendship abuse, there's a really good chance that your threshold for other types of abuse in your life mm. is pretty high. You know, ask yourself, am I currently being abused in other ways, in other relationships? Am I being abused at work? Mm. Why am I so willing to keep this toxic friendship in my life? Question whether or not you have tendencies towards self-deprecation or even just kind of trying to be down on yourself mm. all the time. So if you suffer from any form of abuse, if you did in your youth, you might be more at risk for seeking it out, not consciously, I'm not saying that, mm -hmm. but somehow there's this comfort that people on an unconscious level are used to because they've dealt with it before. And sometimes people have to hang on to a toxic relationship because they fear being alone wow. and they really just don't have any friends, but those aren't good reasons to stay no. in it. A, a toxic person in your life tends to play mind games with you, and they like to manipulate you in that way. And it can be easy to start questioning your own worth and your own decisions, that type of thing. Yeah, see, that's the fallout. That's that's part of the problem is that you're allowing these people to define who you are. Hmm. And when you allow other people to define you, you're no longer allowing God to define you. Have you ever right. thought of it that way? Hmm. And we give a lot of power, like we were talking about before, away. So. Only God has the power to define you, and he does a great job if you read his word. Right. And I think if you're in a relationship with a toxic person, put yourself in the word. Just continue to renew your mind with the word of God, what he says about you. Someone with good, what we call emotional intelligence, we've done a show on that, remember? Mm -hmm. That's sort of the awareness of what's going on inside of you and then being aware of everybody else's emotions and how those are affecting you. Right. When you have that, you set up a good boundary and you take a stand when somebody is being toxic around you. And you don't let other people's opinions or their snide remarks take away what you know to be right and who you know you are. What happens if you tell someone who is toxic that they are toxic? They get defensive. Right. A lot of women have tried that in therapy with husbands. I've heard that over and over. And they'll say, mm -hmm. I just told him to his face he was toxic. Yeah. And that doesn't go too well. <laughs> so, Can't imagine. Again, because they're going to get highly defensive, you got to deal with the behavior that you're seeing. Don't call them names or labels because that's not going to go well. And it, it can be hard to take a stand against someone who is toxic because what they say and do, can it can really hurt. 
That's true. And people do say hurtful things and you can't always turn off your reactions to what they say. Right. Mm, So it's hard for me if somebody says something really hurtful to me, I'm not going to just go numb inside. I'm going to feel really hurt about that. But you don't have to compare yourself to others. And you can always take people's opinions with a grain of salt. And I'm sure your mom told you that when she was growing up. Don't let those people over there who are saying those things, don't let them influence you. And that's why no matter what the toxic person is thinking or doing, you need to remind yourself your self-worth comes from God, not from those other people. You know, we know the Bible tells us to forgive, and that applies to toxic people as well, uh, the ones who have hurt us. But forgiving and paying attention to how they behave are two separate things. It is tough to forgive. You know, I'm just going to say it. When somebody's done something very difficult for you, Mm. it's tough, but it's also a mandate in the Bible. So you can forgive that person, and actually, you have to forgive that person. And again, this is a process for most of us. It's not like we just go, okay, I forgive them. We Mm. have to a lot of times pray and ask God to help us with that. But then once we've forgiven the person, we can be smart about moving forward with that person. So we don't have to keep putting ourselves in harm's way with a toxic person if they aren't making any kind of changes. So you can forgive and you can watch how they respond in the future. That would be smart. You know, I'm going to forgive you, but I'm going to see what you're going to do next. And if the toxic person is your spouse, then you need to tell them that their behavior is not helping the relationship and that while you forgive him or her, there's need for change in order to grow that relationship. It's hard to keep setting boundaries with with people like this and and try not to get emotionally pulled into their drama. I would think that having support would really help. Yeah, people who are not so involved can really give you perspective. Everyone has someone at work or outside of work who's on their team, right? Mm. And they're rooting for you and they're trying to help you. So those are good people to grab a hold of and to use uh, as a sort of a sounding board when you're dealing with a toxic person. So identify someone who's supportive in your life and make an effort to get their insight, maybe bounce it off of them when you're really struggling with someone. Sometimes it's just as easy as explaining the situation, and sometimes you can get a new perspective from someone else. So most of the time, I think, Chris, other people can see a solution that you don't because they're not so emotionally embroiled in all of that. And if you're really, really struggling, go see a counselor or a therapist. What about the person who's listening and saying, this toxic person in my life is making me crazy? Yeah. So speak the truth in love when we feel God is directing us to do that, right? So the trick is speak the truth in love. In love. Yeah. (laughs) And then God can use that person in your life. And boy, I don't like this idea, but he can use them to deal with my humility, right? Ooh, that's tough. I know, yeah. he does that sometimes. So <laughs> let's all remember the power of prayer as we kind of close up today, because if the person is refusing to own his or her part of the problem, prayer is still powerful. And so God can move mountains. He can change hearts. Maybe you are to be the light to that toxic person in their darkness to extend gracious love to them, forgiveness to them, no matter what, and to show your strength in a mighty God by setting clear boundaries and allowing them to answer to him for the way that they treat you or others. It's not an easy road, but again, prayer is powerful and God can help us in any circumstance. 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. So many thanks to our producer and social media, Norm Mintel, our engineer and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes this show always a conversation from all of us here at Faith Radio. We'll talk to you next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.